More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, what if this is my circus and these are my monkeys? Are you feeling stressed out? We want to help you get a handle on your life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Poptrack. I'm Lisa Poptrack. And we're back together again today. So. We are. Praise God. I am so thrilled to be back. We got to... And you told people I did, yesterday. I did share with it. And I want to thank everybody for your prayers. Yes. Our son-in-law had very major surgery yesterday and has, so far as we can tell, come out of it with flying colors, truly miraculously. And I know that is because of all of the wonderful people that have been praying for him. So I was able to return to the show today day instead of being two hours away at the hospital that that did his surgery so thank you for uh, putting up with my absence and all of putting the up with me all by myself Aww. the best part of the show wasn't here yesterday but, but she's back and we're ready to go today's show is titled what if this is my circus and these are my monkeys <laughs> now a lot of people i had not heard that that saying until a good friend of ours used it, it was several years ago now and and he has a very busy very busy life but he's always a very calm person and I once said to him, how do you do that? And he goes, because they ain't my circus and they ain't my monkeys. And he was very good at compartmentalizing what he should be concerned about and attending to and what he shouldn't. But <laughs> what if certain things are, you know, just your deal? And, and it's, 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 you know, when, when, when the things we have to handle seem like it's too much, uh, when there's just one thing that just seems overwhelming and it's stressing us out, it gets complicated. And so we want to help you get a handle on your life, help you find the peace even in the middle of all the, the crazy and ideally discern those next steps toward a grace-filled solution. Give us a call at 877-573-7825 and tell us, is something going on in your life or relationships that's stressing you out? Maybe there's a particular problem that you're having to handle that causes you to feel like you're losing your cool. Maybe someone's telling you that something is your problem, but you're not sure whether it really is. Well, whatever the situation is, we want to help you find your peace and discover those next steps toward a grace-filled solution. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. Now, I think the first thing that we can do is if you're a little kind of thinking, well, do I have to handle this? Is it my circus? Is it my monkeys? Is it, or do I just 
kind of lead in because, A, I think maybe God wants me to, but I'm not sure. B, I'm the most responsible person I know, or at least I lead with my heart so much I want to make things right for everyone else. Uh, Or if I don't do it, no one will. Exactly. So there could be a lot of things that you don't really need to be attending to that are stressing you out, taking your time away from the things that are things you should be attending to in your own life perhaps your own interior life you know you're you're being so distracted by all the things that you feel like you must take care of that you don't really have time for a deeper prayer life or exercise or time to think at all or get close to the people that you love so the the show really is kind of looking at two angles here the the first one is how do you know whether it's really your problem or not Mm -hmm. whether you you're making it your problem or somebody else is making your problem how do you know if it's really your problem secondly if you've decided it is your problem Mm -hmm. how do you stop from going crazy while you're handling the thing right And, and hold on to your peace and discern those next steps toward the solution you're looking for. Well, I will add to what you're saying here in that first part is if it really isn't your problem or it shouldn't be, but people are telling you it should be, telling you to handle it, or you're saying if I don't handle it, nobody will, even though it shouldn't be my problem, well, then what do you do? What do you do with those people who should be handling the problem? How do you respond to them when they're trying to offload it onto you How do you handle that in a way that's peaceful for you and effective in the situation? But if it is definitively yours, if if it's your kids that are driving you crazy, if it's your spouse that is being problematic in some way, if it's your job, if it's your group at church, if it's your parents, hey, we're here to help with all of that. Let's get some real next steps on how to handle that without being drained, without being filled with anxiety and dread, without being angry and resentful about it, or to even get it in line so you can see how to handle it all. We're here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, uh, when he was Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years on creation, salvation history, the scriptures, and showed how those things point to God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that when things are going crazy around us, the most important thing we can do is resist the temptation to run around trying to get control of everything. Instead, we're called to take a breath, turn inward, and focus on centering ourselves in God's grace. The more we can do that, the more we can create the emotional and spiritual space we need to hear how the Holy Spirit is calling us to respond to a challenge. So the word the theology of the body uses uh, to describe this peace that comes from centering ourselves in God's grace, even in the middle of the chaos, is receptivity. And when we practice receptivity, God helps us create a space between how we're feeling about something and how we're responding to it. 
And without that space, we just tend to react to the problems we face. And, you know, often those reactions cause more problems. But when we practice receptivity and create a space between how we feel and how we act, especially when we ask God to fill that space, we give the Holy Spirit room to step into the situation and guide us through it. You know, saving room for the Holy Spirit was good advice for the sixth grade dances, and it's good advice (laughs) for living a healthy, happy life, right? The St. John Paul taught that when we take this approach, God always gives us what we need to respond in the most loving way to a situation. That is, God helps us respond in a way that enables us to work for our ultimate good and the ultimate good of the other person as well. So we're talking about that, that how do you find that space? So, so you know, in the show title today, what if this is my circus and these are my monkeys? We're really focusing on two questions. First of all, how do you know if a problem is really your problem? Well, let's say somebody's trying to make it your problem. They're saying, yeah, yeah, you're the problem, or, or I'm perfectly happy. You're the one who's not happy, so it's got to be you, right? Or you or, handle it. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that, you know. And then there's the other part of this, which is, you know, if you're handling something that you really think is your problem for whatever reason... But it's not going well, and you're trying to figure out, how can I respond to this more effectively? How can I stop this situation in my life or relationships from making me feel rattled, nervous, stressed, anxious, frustrated? We want to help you take that deep cleansing breath (sighs) and then find your peace, even in the middle of the crazy, so that you can discern those next steps toward a grace-filled solution. 877 Five seven three seven eight two five. Now I want to say this: it is not an all or nothing. In a lot of cases, right? You should. You often will suffer from the shoulds. You'll hear the title of the show. You'll hear what we're talking about, and then you say, "Well, it's really not my job if my kids can't handle their homework, if my brother." should be living his own life, but yet all the things that he's doing are making a mess of everybody else's life and his own. We, this person should just be coming alongside of me and helping to maintain the house, but it's not happening. There is the idea of gradation in all of this. How much do you take on? How do you help other people get to the place where they can then take over their space and you don't have to run everybody's life and everything else. If any of this sounds a little familiar to you, we're here for you today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's stay our concerns to the Lord and we'll start taking your calls in the name of the Father and the the Son and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we give to you those situations where we don't know whether it's really our responsibility to, to, to handle something or not. And in those times where it is our responsibility and we feel like it's driving us a little crazy, we ask you to step into that space between how we feel about the problem and our reaction or response to the problem and help us to know how you would have us respond in ways that work for our good and the good of those involved. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, and the the Son, Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. We're taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. 
7825. Well, Greg, we have a very important message here from Catherine, who is listening in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. She said, my husband is really great at being the fun dad, she has here in quotes. She said, our children are two, four, and six. The problem is that then, after he's fun with them, he dumps them on me for the tough stuff, like chores, bath time, bedtime, and this makes me the bad guy, and it exhausts me completely. When I've talked to him about it, he says he doesn't get to see them all day the way I do, and he wants them to think of him, he does not want them to think of him negatively. But I need some balance and help, and I don't know what to do. And that's Catherine. All right, Catherine, thank you so much for the question. Uh, so the most important thing that needs to happen here is, is creating some kind of transition, right? You know, to moving out of, in, in, in fact, um, in, in, say, sports and performance psychology, they talk about being in the green zone versus the gold zone, right? And the gold zone is the performance zone, and the green zone is where you're kind of, you know, relaxing. You know, you're, you're on the bench, right? Well, in the same kind of a way here, you know, your, your husband is in this kind of, there's this, you move from this gold zone of playing and being active and all kind of stuff and into you know, what should be this time where you kind of, now we move on to the other things and we're going to calm down and we're going to focus, right? But there's no transition. There always has to be a transition between that kind of gold zone and green zone. So you guys need to talk about how can he wind them down? Maybe, maybe taking some time for a story time. Maybe taking some time for you know just cuddle time, but but there needs to be something that at the end of that play time that helps to everybody to wind down a little bit, so that then we can get them onto what needs to happen. The other thing that I'd like you to kind of take a look at, and we talk about this in uh, on CatholicHOM.com. Um, it, it's the importance of family work rituals. Yes. So instead of you doing everything or you trying to get the kids to do their chores, at this, especially at this younger age. Um, doing things as a family, like washing the dishes together as a family, cleaning up the room together as a family, um, doing as many of those kinds of chores as you can all together, and making the, that time bonding time. You know, as families, we have a tendency to think, we'll, we'll get some time together when all the stuff is done. But then the stuff's never done, right? Uh, and then you either feel guilty because you, uh, you never get the time that you want with each other, or you feel angry because stuff's not getting done. But if you create family work rituals where you're working side by side, you're, you're using the stuff of family life to, to, to bond together, but you're also teaching the kids uh, in, a, in a way that's actually pleasant because you're making that time enjoyable and exactly, connecting. Exactly, exactly. Those work rituals don't have to be what a lot of us experienced as kids. Get up on a Saturday morning, help me clean this whole house, and mom's in one room and, and the kids are cleaning something else. It's working side by side, maybe putting on some nice music, maybe having a fun discussion while you do it, maybe making it playful in some way, but it's not this everything but dad and that fun time with him is miserable. We, you need to start moving away from that by having these work, work rituals together in a fun, connective way. What that does as well is teach your kids how to do those chores more efficiently on your own. Because what happens a lot of times, um, parents will just say, well, you know, go clean your room or go do the thing, right? Uh, and, and we think that because, you know, they have half a brain and because they've seen us do those things, that somehow they're going to know how to do this. Uh, what often, I mean, what happens more often than not is that they either don't do it or they don't do it to our standards and we get mad about it. But if we've created these family work rituals where our kids have been working side by side with us, doing various household tasks, 
uh, and then we do at some point need to divide and conquer, they know exactly what the job should look like because they've been doing it alongside of us and, and doing it in enjoyable ways yeah, so they don't dread kind of it. second nature. Right? So, so there are a lot of benefits to this. So number one, talk with your husband about creating some transitions um, that help the kids cool down and then calm down, uh, but also talk about a different way to approach those chores so that, you, you know, it's not a question of being the bad guy. It's a question of facilitating this sort of orderly process where you all work together to bond around the stuff that you have to do to keep your family together, you know, uh, like is it doing dishes, folding the laundry, whatever. Those are things that, that, that even little kids can help with. Um, even the littlest kid can you can say, you know, help me find all the blue socks, you know, help me find all the black socks, you know, and, and you make it more of a game and you make it more relational and you, you enjoy that time together. If you'd like more tips for kind of creating uh, this sort of more loving, connected, caring Catholic household, I really encourage you to check out uh, the resources we have at CatholicHOM.com. Uh, everybody who subscribes gets a free month, a free trial uh, for a month uh, and full access to all the benefits, including daily coaching, personalized coaching from our whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches, monthly downloadables, great podcasts, uh, a Catholic Home Foundations course that's so animated for the whole family. And I have to say the monthly downloadables, because it's the beginning of the month, have just come down. And one of those this month is a fantastic calendar where we not only have what's going on in the liturgical calendar for the month and the saints days, but really fun things you can do to celebrate those saints, things you can do on just plain ordinary days that are really fun, everything from, you know, root beer float day to all sorts of great ideas to just connect your family together in easy ways that don't require you to dress a certain way or do a craft that takes you 400 years and nobody likes. It's all simple, easy, and right there for you when you subscribe to Catholic HOM. Yeah, learn more at CatholicHOM.com or download the app on your favorite app store. Catholic HOM stands for Households on Mission. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls. The show today is titled, What If This Is My Circus and These Are My Monkeys? We're looking at two things. First of all, you know, if somebody is telling you that it's your problem, whatever it is, and you're not sure that it should be all your problem, you know, how do you know? How do you respond to that? How do you deal with them putting things on you that they shouldn't be? Or if it is your problem and it's driving you crazy, how do you find that peace? in the middle of the storm and identify the next steps toward the solution you're seeking. Let's talk it out together at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions coming up after the break. This is Conversations with Consequences, where we delve deeper into issues affecting our church, our country, and our core, the family. As Catholics, we need to be informed, aware, and able to talk through some of the tough topics that we're facing in our culture and in our world. Conversations with Consequences gives us the tools to do so. It's not enough to pray. We have to be a light for the world. Conversations with Consequences, this Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students 
scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled, What If This Is My Circus and These Are My Monkeys? How do you know whether you know it's your problem is actually your problem, and how do you deal with it if it is? Joining us right now, Father Thomas Loya. He is the founder and director of the Tabor Life Institute, an expert on the theology of the body, a pastor, and a counselor. Father Loya, welcome to More to Life. Thank you very much. As a pastor, I run a circus, the Holy Circus, and I have monkeys striving <laughs> for holiness. <laughs> well, we wanted to talk with you about you know this whole kind of question of, of, of you know when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling like you know we got to deal with all these things, whatever the things are. Uh, it can be easy to let our emotions take over. How do we get to that space where we can let well, faith exactly. and reason run the show? Yes, exactly as you've been saying, but a little space. And you want faith and reason to prevail. Now, I know it's hard, but not just emotional reaction. A couple of things. One thing is, if we can anticipate, sometimes we know we may be walking into a tough situation, stressful. Try to anticipate, imagine how you want to really react. In other words, keep, I call it keeping that Christian cool. Just rehearse that in your mind, and it will actually help you react that way when you confront that. Second thing is, we only need a second to deflect uh, the energy of anger. Uh, you mentioned that taking a deep breath. You know, that seems like, sounds like a cliche, but it's actually very effective because it, it makes that little pause to just deflect that initial energy so that you can allow a little less space for faith and reason to come in. Take a deep breath, maybe even say the Lord Jesus. Just say Lord Jesus or Blessed Mother. Just say those words real quick in your mind or your lips, your heart, and it will deflect that initial anger. Then the other thing I do is a lot of cognitive self-talk. Like I'll remind myself... Uh, you know, God didn't vanish. He didn't jump out the window in the situation, even though it's tough. He's still here. The second thing is, I tell myself, drop your defenses, Tom. Just drop. You're being defensive. That's why you get angry. Drop the defense. Focus on that person. Really try to listen to them or really look at the situation. And then ask yourself, is this really that bad? I mean, it may be bad, but is it that bad? Are there other ways to look at it? And, and the finally, the biggest principle for me comes right out of the theology of the body, and this is, I find, so helpful. I try to look at the situation and ask myself, okay, this is somehow going to be turned into gift, because that's how it all works. In the end, all is gift. You have to turn it into gift. How is this situation with this person or this actual experience, how can it be eventually turned into gift? How can it be redemptive? And I find that to be one of the uh, uh, most effective things that helps me in times of stress. 
and it comes right from that theology of the body, spirituality. How is it ultimately gift? And you know what? It always is. In the end, it always is gift. That's Can you give us universe. an example of, of what you mean by that? You know, so if somebody's struggling to see, you know, to, to really apply that, like what, what, would, what would be an example of, of how, of turning something into gift, especially something that's not all that feeling gifty right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, just the other day, uh, a couple ca- uh, called me for counseling, having a heartache about their daughter and something like that. And I told them, I said, you know, they said, we're crying out to God. He's not answering. I said, no, I, as I'm hearing you, I think he is answering. What he's doing, I think, is that he's taken this opportunity. He's brought things to this point because he wants you to look at certain things that maybe you wouldn't look at that could be very healing. So I told them that it sounds to me like God is really answering you. This is actually gift. You should just see it that way. And I gave them some instructions how to work it out, what to do. And they, they started feeling better, started agreeing. You know, I didn't think of it that way. They said, you know, you're right. I think there's some stuff here that we haven't looked at. It will keep festering. And God has brought it to this point to help heal this relationship rather than see it as catastrophic. Well, it, that you know, reminds me of something that, that I, I share with, with my clients and, and we share with our callers all the time. It's that, you know, when, when we pray about something and, you know, we immediately think that, you know, what we're really praying for is for God to take it away. And, of course, there's nothing wrong with asking to be delivered from a particular problem. But when it doesn't go away, that doesn't mean God isn't answering our prayers. It means that God wants to teach us how to respond to the situation in a way that will glorify him, help us be our best selves, and invite the people involved to be their best selves, too. And I think it sounds like that's really what you're talking about, you know, creating that space where... You know, we can see how God is responding, even in those times where the problem doesn't go away all by itself, and and, and recognize that he is still working, albeit in a different way than perhaps we were expecting originally. Exactly. And that's why you keep telling yourself, God is here. Let me see him. What's he doing? Uh, How can this be redemptive? And that, that really helps back off a lot of that anger, that initial defensiveness, and brings faith and reason into it. Amen. Father, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. We always are grateful for your insights. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, they can go to TaborLife.org. That's T-A-B-O-R, like the mountain, TaborLife.org, and discover more ways the theology of the body can help you live a more abundant life. With that, we are taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. The show is titled... What if this is my circus and these are my monkeys? So really two things. First of all, you know, when somebody's telling you, well, this is your problem, you have to handle it. How do you know if that's really true? And second of all, if it is your problem and it's driving you crazy and you're having a hard time holding on to your peace while you deal with that problem and look for solutions, we want to help you get there. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. 7825. Back with your calls in a minute. Have you found your passion in life? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. The late Betty White once said, quote, Everybody needs a passion. That's what keeps life interesting. If you live without passion, you can go throughout life without leaving any footprints. Do you have a passion? Finding your passion is often a real challenge. My wife's passion is sewing. When she sews, time just flies. If you haven't discovered your passion, pray, and then write down a few things in a journal. Create a personal vision statement. List your strengths, weaknesses, and charisms. Enhance that list with things you love to do. List the things you don't love. Write your own values. 
pray, and dream about what your passion is with Christ at the center. Listen for answers, then try something. Serve. Just do it. Are you dreaming big about finding your thing? God loves big dreams. He's a big God. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church, we speak of seven gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Anxiety is such a commonplace experience that we often feel like there's something wrong with us when we aren't feeling anxious. We wonder what new threat to our security or peace we're missing. But how do you know whether you're experiencing normal garden variety stress and anxiety or whether you're struggling with something more serious? Has anxiety become a regular part of your life? Does it impact your performance at work or make it harder to enjoy your relationships or prevent you from having the energy to do the things you used to enjoy? These are good signs it's time to seek professional help. People often wait years before getting appropriate counseling help, and by then the problem's been allowed to grow into something that's having a serious impact on your life, career, and relationships. Anxiety is very treatable, and a vast majority of people who seek help get better. If you're ready to win your battle against anxiety, check out my book, Unworried, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Thanks for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled, What If This Is My Circus and These Are My Monkeys? Yikes. You know the saying, this isn't, these aren't, this is my, my circus, circus, not, not my, my monkeys. monkeys. Well, it gets you off the hook for yeah, doing things. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't work for everything. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, people are telling us, no, this is your deal, even when we're not sure that it is, you know. It's your job to handle our elderly parent all by yourself. It's your job to fix this problem all by yourself. It's your job to, you, you know, I'm perfectly happy in the marriage. If you aren't, then that's your problem. Mm. You know, is it really? Um, so that's first of all the question. How do you know if it really is your problem? Uh, second of all, if it is, how do you deal with it uh, in a way that's graceful, that it allows you to kind of maintain that peace that you need to discern what the Holy Spirit's asking you to do? How do you know what to do to just resolve it? We're here for you, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Before we go to our next call, we want to send out congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family, WTOA 101.3 FM in Albany, Georgia, is celebrating their seventh year with EWTN. Woohoo! Congratulations to everybody at St. Teresa's Catholic Church in Albany, Georgia 
from all of us at EWTN. Wonderful. May God grant you many blessed years. And listeners, wherever you're tuning into Catholic Radio, make sure to support your local station, both with your prayers and with your dollars, to keep Catholic Radio going strong and growing stronger every day. We want to be here every day for years and years to come supporting you and your loved ones in living a more faithful, abundant life. And with that, we are taking your calls at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Andrea, who's listening to EWTN Radio in San Antonio, Texas, on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Andrea. Welcome to Word of Life. What can we do for you? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, What's up? So, <clears throat> I kind of gave your call screener the reader's digest version of what's going on but um so my husband has unresolved sleep issues um he just recently got diagnosed with sleep apnea this year okay and he hasn't really taken his health issues seriously and they've been persisting for about a year and a half um he's not really able to be physically present so when he is he kind of sits around and yells at the kids um, he doesn't really actively participate. He has started to, but it's very inconsistent. Um, I, I'm also in kind of like a rock and a hard place. My babysitter had to take an emergency trip out of the country back to her home country, which is Brazil. Um, she's not going to be back until she told me August 6th, if she even comes back, because this has happened to us before with childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself am working. I am working part-time. My doctor has me on an ADA accommodation at work because of my mental health. Um, and my boss at work also has zero, he, he cares zero percent about my health issues. In fact, he was giving me pushback about my nursing breaks at work that I had to go all the way to the Department of Labor to get a result. Okay. Um, and they had to contact my employer. So it's, it's a lot. Um, and I'm kind of now officially the default parent um well i want to understand a little bit more about that okay so so i have i have very severe sleep apnea okay Uh, i mean i i when i went for my test i i had i stopped breathing 95 times in an hour so i can't breathe ever so i get what you're talking about okay in terms of but i have i don't really understand how that prevents him from being a part of your family life um he's he's he hasn't resolved it he he hasn't gone back to get a machine. He hasn't gone back to get, um, you know, any for like other than the at-home sleep test that he did. He didn't go back in the lab to get a machine to, you know, calibrate it. He's yeah. like, I don't have insurance. It's eight hundred dollars. I don't have that money. But yet he went out and he started buying uh, material to build a storage shed in our backyard. So yeah. I, so, so I that's was, what I'm saying. This isn't this mm-hmm. isn't a health problem. This is a mental health problem. This is this is a this is a, a personal uh, character problem. So, I, and the reason I, I'm hitting on that, okay, is because you know we have the tendency to give people a pass because they have the X physical issue or mental health problem or whatever. And I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't be compassionate to people, but I am saying that 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 just saying, well, I guess I can't have any expectations for him because he has sleep apnea uh, or ADD or, or whatever it is, is 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 actually enabling the person to um, to continue to be unhealthy. Right. Um, so there there are two things that I want you to focus on. Number one, um, you guys you need to be insisting on some some uh, doing some marital work here because he he's looking for reasons to opt out and you for whatever reason learned along the way that you don't have a right to expect uh to get to have a real partner in your marriage and so you're you're letting him opt out 
uh, and that's a that's a that's a that's a relationship problem. You 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 both you know your own woundedness. Each of you is kind of feeding off of each other. So he gets to opt out, and you allow him to opt out. And unless you get some skills to learn how to deal with that more effectively, nothing's going to change. Uh, even if he did get the, the the CPAP machine or any of those other any of those other helps, so you know, I, you, you're going to need to you're probably going to need to die on the hill on this one because he's not going to want to go to help. You know, he's going to say, "Oh, we don't have the money for it. Oh, it's just not going to do any good." It's 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 important, um, and that's number one. I need you to make that a major issue. Look, we, our our marriage and our family life is not working, and you are looking for ways to opt out. I can't allow that to happen anymore. I've made an appointment, and we are going to go. Now, let me underline that you don't go to him and say, "We need therapy." Would you mm, like to go mm. to counseling, honey? Nope, no, because it's too passive. He will <laughs> not do it. You need to contact a therapist, make the appointment, and say, we are going on this day and this time. You know, make it around both of your schedules to the best of your ability, and then let him know. And you're then if coming. he doesn't go, it's fine. If, as long as you're working with, look, if you're working with an actually trained marriage therapist, as opposed to an individual therapist who, quote unquote, also sees couples, um, an, an actual trained marriage and family therapist knows how to do one-person marriage and family therapy where you can start setting boundaries and also building rapport in ways that makes it difficult for him to continue in this path. And he'll, once he starts to see changes coming, whether he wants them or not, then he'll want to be part of that change. Um, but, but because the relationship works for him right now, um, he's not going to be invested in being your partner and making a change happen. You're, you're going to have to show him that change is coming one way or the other. You'd love, him for, you'd love for him to be part of it, um, but it's happening one way or the other. Uh, and when he understands that, then he'll be part of that process. Now, the second thing in the meantime that I want you to do um, is, is I want you to look at uh, basically the differences that make the difference, right? There's a lot on you right now. And you told our screener that it's very stressful parenting by yourself. And of course it is, um, and which is why I led with what I, with what I led with. Um, but there are days that go better than others, you know, and when you're dealing with the kinds of problems that you are, uh, our tendency tends to be focused, uh, excuse me, we tend to be focused on the problem. Uh, why is this wrong? What's going wrong? What's wrong with me? Why, why is the situation wrong? And that doesn't give us any answers. So what I want you to look for are the days that go slightly better. Or if there aren't any days that go slightly better, then the days that are slightly less miserable. And look for what are the differences that made that difference possible. Right? How did you structure the day? What did you do to, to, to manage the kids more effectively, to keep yourself uh, you know, in a better, better headspace? Um, what are the days that he did be, your husband was more involved uh, in a positive and proactive way, you know, even a little way, right? I want you to write those differences down and start mentally and, and intentionally building those into your day so that you're step by step saying, okay, I'm going to make this little change today uh, and then I'll make this little change tomorrow. And step by step, you're starting to create more intentional order. The best question we can all we can ask ourselves in the face of any problem is, you know, are there times when this is less of a problem or I'm handling the problem better? And what are the differences that are making that difference? I want you to pray about those things too. really bring it to the Lord and ask him to ask him to help you see the situation through your eyes so that you're not just going along to get along, but you're actually, you know, working hard to number one, see those differences that make the difference, but also to, to respond to the situation in a way that challenges you to be your best self and him to be his best self instead of just making excuses for him or, or assuming that you have to do it all. That's the root of your anxiety, by the way. Anxiety comes from spinning out because on the one hand we say, I have to do it all, but I can't do it all, but I have to do it all, but I can't do it all, but I have to do it all. But I and, and it just becomes a tornado in our hearts that makes us feel like we're falling apart all the time. 
that's the root of all the anxiety that you're talking about as well. I mean, it's, it's a, at least a good chunk of it. So follow through with these suggestions, please, Andrea. The most important one being the first thing I said and really reaching out and making it an issue uh, to, to get the, the mental health and, and relationship help that you guys need. Um, because he he, he he doesn't want to change. Well, and, and unless you force this issue, it's not going to change. He doesn't want to change. And both of you are too exhausted and disconnected to deal with any of it. The fact that he's making financial decisions without consulting you. You two are not on the same page. You probably never have a chance to actually make a plan together. The fact that he's just opting out and not following through with his own health issues speaks to the fact that he's probably walking around with some level of depression, that he doesn't care about himself to attend to himself, and he needs you to say no, and you're going to sit here and you're going to call the doctor, and we're going to, you know, if we have to come up with a payment plan, we're doing it, but you need to be breathing at night, not risking your physical health every single night of your life and, and moving more and more away from us. There's but again, a lot the, he that doesn't want to address to it place. because if he does, then he won't have an excuse for not being involved in the family. Exactly. Anymore, right. So there's that underlying problem. All right, Andrea, th- those, are, those are some suggestions to get you moving forward. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com to check out the resources we have there as well. All right. We are taking your calls today on our show titled, What If This Is My Circus and These Are My Monkeys? <laughs> Yeah, you know, so kind of, kind of two, two prongs to this show. The first one being, when other people are trying to make something your problem, how do you know if it really is? You know, how, how do you know if it really is your job to take care of your elderly parents, or to handle that family issue all by yourself, or fix the marriage by yourself, or deal with whatever it is by yourself? How do you know? Secondly, if it really is your responsibility, how do you find the peace? to deal with it gracefully instead of letting it overwhelm you and cause you to feel like you're flying apart. We are here for you. We want to help you maintain your peace and discover the next steps toward a grace-filled solution. As we head to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. And that verse is so important um, because it's reminding us that, that God is always with us. Like Father Thomas Leo was saying, you know, he doesn't disappear out the window when problems show up. Um, we forget to turn to him. Uh, and so the whole focus of this show has been remembering in the middle of those problems to not just react and do what our feelings are telling us to do, but to create space for the Holy Spirit to step in and inspire us with what to do, to show us, first of all, where we have to draw those boundaries between what is our responsibility and what is not, and how to respond to the parts that are our responsibility in a way that enables us to hold on to our peace and find the solutions that God wants us to pursue. In Isaiah 26.3, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk about helping you manage your circus and your monkeys more effectively. More to Life will continue in just a minute. EWTN is everywhere. EWTN radio programming is provided free of charge to over 500 domestic and international AM and FM radio stations. It's a great teaching tool for Catholics and non-Catholics alike. 
For a complete list of EWTN AM and FM stations across America, visit EWTNRadio.net. At the bottom of the page, click Affiliates. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. As a Catholic mom, I know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Lisa Popcheck from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting Catholic parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert help with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to personalized expert support, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along and love the Lord downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, and a supportive community and tons of other benefits, like my Momfidence podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled, What If This Is My Circus and These Are My Monkeys? How do you know if a problem is really yours to deal with, especially when someone is saying, you got to handle this. I'm not going to do it. It's your problem. And secondly, you know, if it is your responsibility, how do you deal with it gracefully? in a way that doesn't allow you to feel like you're spinning out of control and uh, lets you find that peace in the middle of the storm and the answers you're looking for. We're here to help. 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Paula, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Oklahoma on Oklahoma Catholic Radio. Hi, Paula. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hey, good morning. Can you hear me okay? We can. What's up? Okay. So yesterday I listened to the whole show, and then today is kind of like a merge uh, in my mind for the question I'm asking. Okay. I have, an, I have a 24-year-old daughter that I've been estranged with for over two years, and um, I realized that it was my problem. Put it on my parents and brother for about six months back in 2020. Too. And the next, why I called specifically my question is, I feel like in my heart now, I can say in few sentences, my uh, prayers for forgiveness to her. And I've, she has blocked me for two years, but a few months ago, she had unblocked me. And I asked her, is this really you? Because I was so excited. It was February. She said, yes, but please leave me alone. 
so I went to the priests and everything and prayed about it and all that. And uh, she's estranged her brother and uh, I'm sorry, her sister and her brother. Uh, she interacts with on TikTok. All right. So, so this happened where you say you put it all on your family and and moved like gave well, yourself some space when she was 22. She's 24 now. Yes, but Lisa, I think I might not have thought of it unless your show topic was that way, because I didn't realize I was doing that. Like, I didn't say it's not my problem. I just went to my parents, who still communicate with her, and they're, they're, and I put it, I wanted, I asked for help. And what's the issue that made you distance yourself from her? Because this is very vague. Like, no, was there a mental health issue, no. a drug and alcohol issue? What made you no, say, she, hey, mom and dad, you no, take her? No, okay, okay, so this is why it's hard to explain in a radio show. No, she estranged me. I didn't agree with her. On what? On marital marriage and i she so she estranged me and she said i was dead to her and she blocked me so so, so she married somebody and, you didn't want her to marry or like what what, what does yep. that and and did she yeah so what was the problem there just help me understand the problem yeah the problem the was she was raised a certain way and i didn't i couldn't support it so i begrudgingly went to the wedding by a person that's not even ordained and it wasn't even a catholic wedding it was just one of those you know sure. the peace deals and anyway they've estranged me and yeah has a child and then another one came and i've never even seen the second grandchild so this is what i'm trying to explain that there's been estrangement and grants yep. i don't see the yes and i come a long way to now I could say, yeah, I think I would say these words and please ask for forgiveness. I've mm -hmm. read your book, How to Have the Difficult Conversations with Adult Children, okay. and, and there's been a lot of prayer and um, seeking out sources and resources. So that was so my do you question. Feel like, do you feel like you have a, a, a toe in the door at this point to reach out to her then? That's the thing. That's why I'm asking for you two, because mm -hmm. she had said through her, the man she married, if you reach out to us, this is two years ago, we will get a protective order. We don't, you're dead to us and all that. But like I said, three months ago, I kind of tiptoed and said, hi, you know, and, da, 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 and then she said, please leave me alone. So I don't know that I have a toe in the door. Okay. And that's why I'm reaching out for next steps. Well, you said that your parents still talk with her, and um, I, you know what I would do is I would I would communicate to her through them right now and say you know and have them convey the message that you know I've been doing a lot of work on this and a lot of prayer and I and I and I see the mistakes that I've made. Um, there are a lot of things that I wish I could have done differently. Um, I understand why you're angry with me. Um, you know I'm still you know I, I and I I want the opportunity to be able to apologize and to kind of work through this with you I, I understand why you're angry and i'd really like to i'd really like to hear it from you you know just just for you to be i'm, I'm strong enough for you to tell me what you're feeling and what you think about this and i would very much like to give you the opportunity to just tell me how you feel about me because the next step really paula is is if they'll do it um, is not you know defending yourself or not trying to, to even identify not even try to identify solutions right now the, the first step is to let them know that you're strong enough to take their anger. 
even if, if even if it's not entirely justified. And by the way, for for folks who are listening and saying, well, she did get married out of the church, you know, how can you support that? I, I understand that, but there, you know, and it's in the the issue is is that you know there are ways to respond to that problem that allow the Holy Spirit to continue moving through us, and then there are ways to respond to that problem that end up cutting off uh, the Holy Spirit's ability to use us to be an ongoing influence in bringing our adult children back to the faith. And that's what we're really talking about here. You know, Paula really wanted to do the right thing, um, but by making, by, by, by addressing the issue the way she did, um, it, it, it caused estrangement and, and it alienation. Caused, it caused her daughter and, and, to entrench herself more in, in a life away from the church than, than anybody would want. So now if she can begin to do that healing, that is an invitation not only to a relationship with Paula, but a relationship with God and his church. Um, I will also say, um, and, and, I'll, and Paula, so, so that's the first step, right? I, I guess write out the apology, write it out and give it to your parents and, and, and ask them to convey this to them. You know, don't, don't ask them to give them the letter yet. You know, ask them to ask her if it would be okay for her, uh, for them to give you a letter from you. Uh, and, and, and again, tell them to say to her that, that you understand why she's angry and you really do regret the way that you handled things and and that all you want right now is an opportunity for you to hear from her own mouth why she's so hurt and why she's so angry and that you're ready to receive that uh, if, if if you can communicate that to them see how that goes uh, since you're you're in a fortunate position since you have some people who are talking with her that could try to facilitate this uh you know this next step so i'm glad you i'm glad you took, took a look at the book i'm glad you have some insights now that you didn't have before we're going to add your family to our more to life prayer list and if there's more we can do to support you in this don't hesitate to reach out but this will be the next step now we did have a couple other calls that are similar um, to this so i just want to say you know in those times where you write that letter you know and and you don't get a good response from it generally speaking what that means is uh, the, the the adult kid is afraid to accept your word for it, and what they need to see are actual changes in your life. You know, they they need you know they're upset about something that you've done or the the way you are, uh, and you have, probably have a good sense of what that might be. So then you you go and you start addressing those things. You know, whether if it's if it's a if it's a marital problem, you know, where they were treated poorly growing up be, between you and your spouse. Uh, if it's a, if it's a personality clash, and you know the, the, there's there are offenses that you've committed against them, you know it might not be enough to say I'm sorry. Uh, the next step might be going to get some professional help uh, to start working on those wounds that you have, and in doing that work, they see that you're serious about making change. You're not just saying the magic words and trying to suck them back into your life and the drama. Eventually, maybe inviting them back into a, a group therapy situation, a family therapy situation, even though they're adults, so that they, you can tell them, I want to hear you and I want you to feel safe when you meet with me so we can begin taking steps to heal this. All right, that's all the time we've got for today's program. But if there's more that we can do for you, to handle those problems that are overwhelming you, don't hesitate to reach out at catholiccounselors.com. To find out more about the resources we've discussed in the program and learn about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. Check it out, catholiccounselors.com. Then get out there and celebrate the life God has for you because with His grace, there really is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. 
You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.